You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt McGacky, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians, talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I dropped an amazing episode with Sarp Kesky of Bipolar Architecture. There's this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! Here we are. It is Friday, January 8th at 6 p.m. In the wake of the failed insurrection, as members of Pale Cata's Meal Team 6, I talk with my best buddy Joe Godino about the coming year and all its fertile potential. Our band has started a Patreon. I implore you to check it out. We're making all kinds of cool shit, and I'm so very proud of what we've come up with. We're making little mini acoustic music videos. We have two podcasts, one of which is a Song Exploder-esque style breakdown of previous songs, which has just been so fun to look back at where we've been and, and where we're going and if you want to come check it out head over to patreon.com slash themenzingers I'm not positive that's the link but I would imagine that's that's probably the link uh, two little points business number one I'm going to do an experiment this year and put out one episode per week uh, if I miss a week I'll put out two the next week so we're going to see we're going to see how this goes uh, I'm going to do whatever I want with the format because it's my podcast and well damn it I'm going to do what I want uh, but if you have any other ideas, please email me at tom at futurefriday.net. I absolutely love, love, love getting emails from people there. I've responded to all of them, I think. There may be a couple that I've missed. And for that, I apologize. It has been a weird year. Uh, another caveat before we begin. Towards the end of the podcast, I talk an immense amount of shit without exactly knowing what I'm talking about, which is something I do uh, here and there. Uh, I checked afterwards, and I was not 100% correct. So we typically do not make alcohol companies more money than ticket sales per show, but our typical fans do spend quite a large amount of cash on booze, and from the information that we have, which isn't much because people don't often share that, it's usually close to uh, the same amount as spent on tickets. All right, love you all. Enjoy the incredible Joe Godino. Countries trying to. (laughs) All right, well, I'm just going to start ripping into it if you're ready to go. Yeah, I'm ready. Let's fucking do it. Hell yeah, Joe. Thanks so much for joining me on this uh, two days after the Vanilla ISIS raid of the world of the Capitol building. Yeah, man. Hell yeah. Yeah, dude. I want to talk to you for several reasons. One, I like you. You're my best bud. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Two, January is a time where we always talk about um, getting better, doing better things, making resolutions, doing experiments. It's also your birthday month. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah. Very important. And my dog. And your dog's birthday? And my sister. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Her birthday's like two days after mine. It's gonna be it's my dog anyway. Yeah, you guys can have a like, joint a joint birthday party. Hell yeah, that's the plan. Fun. So how so we got this Patreon that we launched, which has been really fun. So I yeah. want to talk about that as well. I figure we're kind of rearing up with that on all of the our social media and that kind of bullshit. It's been something that we've been quietly working on that has been so fun. Yeah, we spent, what, last two, maybe even longer months before it launched, just getting everything together, kind of like brainstorming at first what we wanted to do, what we thought we could pull off, and then kind of like in time just talking and revising and everything, and then finally got this whole list of awesome shit that we've been doing. It's been 
so much fun to work on this stuff and it's just constant it's like constant work for us uh while we're not touring which is like really cool too yeah i love it i so we when we recorded that record in june it was so fun to be with each other online every day using slack and text and all kinds of shit to just go back and forth back i want to change this part i want to change that part and now we're back at it again we had a bunch of months of our hands like what do we do with them what do we do with our hands and now we came up with a, a cool way to do it i know i gotta say i've been trying to get us I wanted to push this fucking Patreon idea for a while because I had already subscribed to a bunch of podcasters and and comedians and shit like that. And I just think it's such a cool way going forward for people that make things to share them with the groups of people. Yeah, definitely. It's been it's been keeping that creative side busy uh, for so long. I think like probably a lot of people I know within us and our band too, we just struggled with like purpose and all of this. You know, like what do you yeah. what do you do? And not to harp on that too much, but really it was a thing and so now we not only can you know individually scratch that itch but also connect with all these amazing people that we don't get to connect with these days because usually it takes form in the place of of shows and being out there and physically talking to people and obviously we can't do that so yeah like this this medium and you know comedians and all kinds of uh webcasts and blogs and all that is like the best possible thing right now. It's making everybody so insanely um, creative. Oh, uh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I think the the connection part that you're mentioning too has been fucking, I forgot it. You forget, you know, it's like when you don't go to the gym for a while and then you go to the gym or exercise or whatever the fuck and you feel what watch yoga with Adrian on YouTube and you knock out a 20 minute thing and then you're like damn that felt so good why did I avoid that for so long uh, I think that the same kind of idea was not necessarily the avoiding but just forgetting what it's like to even just jumping into the discord thing it feels like in you know all of the great parts of the AOL chat room when you're younger uh, to be able to just jump in and and hang out and actually talk to people who like our music and who we like and shit. It's fucking weird. But all the other shit that we did for the Patreon, shooting the videos has been fun as hell. I'm so stoked you got a camera. I got a camera. Yeah, I got a new a new Canon. Um, it's awesome. I've been I was I had this small part of me like that for so long that wanted to get a camera and just mess around with film. I've always wanted to do film, not not even so much on the photography side, but like video side and, and making little videos and stuff. And I just didn't do it for so long because, you know, you're just busy with other stuff. And finally, I was just like, that was kind of my big new year thing. I was like, well, I'm just going to do this. And we also have this this medium through the Patreon and through the band where I can actually use it and, and use it and kind of be forced to use it, like with uh, some of the videos we've been doing and then the editing software after that. And so I've just been spending the last, what I've had it for like a week now, or maybe a little longer. I've just been spending the entire time just messing around with it. Like I just, I'll just shoot stuff around the house or at our, our practice space or anything really. And I've just been learning so much with it. It's it's awesome. Yeah, man. Photography has been, as people who listen to this or, or whatever probably know, has been such a huge new endeavor for me to explore uh, creativity and to kind of like match up against being a musician. My favorite parts is that it's a low stakes game. Uh, There's no pressure. I can, it's also a solo endeavor in some parts. Like, you know, we're making videos and shit that's collaborative, but a lot of times with photography, besides whom you're interacting with while you're shooting them, uh, you're kind of on your own to shape and move and morph and figure out what you're going to do. And it's just like, 
fucking awesome. You see, the more I look at it, the more I learn about it, the more you start to see, well, what do I like about a picture? Is it the texture of the things that are in it? Is it the color, the light and shadows create shapes that are somehow aesthetically pleasing to me in an artful way? Um, the thing that we're always looking at is people's faces and people, you know, we've been kind of evolved to for that to trigger, you know, and I know I'm talking out my, my bro science ass here, but there are done several studies to show that people um, get a spike of uh, either dopamine or some kind of attention um, flare up that's measurable when you see a human face or when you can adapt it. So it's like, it's just so much fun to create that shit and doing the video has been a blast. Definitely. It's making me so uh, much more intentional with, you know, what I decide to take pictures of or take videos of, you know, for me, it's, all the years of touring, I've I've kind of built up a huge arsenal of pictures from my phone of like from the past, I don't even know how long. And I'm constantly going through them on my computer and being like, there's so much just junk in here. Like, what was I even taking a picture of at this point? Like, why was I even filming this? It's like, you know, somebody at a bar and then immediately it dips down to like your legs and then <laughs> the video's over. And and so for me, I was like, I love this 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 form of art. So why not get something that's not just going to make me just take, you know, all these other pictures and videos that I don't even really care about and just be more intentional with it. Like, you know, it's so easy to pull your phone out of your pocket and just start snapping. But for a camera, like, you know, I want to set all the settings right and then, you know, make sure everything's good. And then later on, maybe I like one out of the 10 pictures I took, but that's for me, I'm like, nice. You know, otherwise I would have just sat on all this other stuff. So that's why I really like it. Yeah, man, that's such a good a good way to put it. It's so great. Uh, and another, on a side note, you are the king of dropping in old pictures into the group chat or or whatever text messages that you have on your phone. You're so good at that. Like something from Europe five years ago, you just plop it yeah. in there, and it's like, damn, you just get brought right back. And I think that's uh, a skill, like a an archival skill, that's going to be really apt to have that you have for for doing the photography thing, man. It's pretty. Yeah, fun. I got cool. a, I got a lot of stuff. I got I got dirt. Yeah, <laughs> and it's so funny. We have like it's crazy to think you have, you do have a lot. Of it's no, crazy not to think really. everybody's. Un- yeah, but some you gotta go back in those videos. You hear some things people say in the background. Probably, you're probably like, oh hey, it's <laughs> not take this to 2002 here. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we live in a time where being able to access that kind of space age technology is there for your regular person to save up and be able to get something super powerful, uh, which is fucking crazy. Like the better camera than anyone has ever had a hundred years prior or 50 years prior and being able to learn it. So it kind of kicks it back to the whole Patreon thing. I, I follow a couple photographers on Patreon simply because I learned so much from watching their instructional YouTube videos and just seeing what they're doing and interacting with the community that they've kind of made. So it's super weird. I could see it being a dangerous thing going forward in that you don't have the meritocratist best of the best in things like a university or or whatever, if you even had them in the first place. But it's just split up to find like the niche of whatever you want to fucking learn, you, you can. And I think that's really cool. Even Philly's, uh, the Free Library of Philadelphia, the first you know library in the country, has, if you have a membership, which is free, you can get a membership to Libby, which is like a, a massive cache of instructional uh, videos and programs that you can access. Like it's just, it's a, it's, pretty awesome it's really we're really lucky Mm -hmm. yeah i think uh, you know to go back to this too this all this time at home and not touring and everything has forced me to dive into things that i already um 
you know, already have and, and what other ways I can take advantage of them. So like you said, with your library card, I went on one day and was like, what can I do with my library card? I can't go to a library, but what else can I do with it? And yeah, so (laughs) I found Libby, which is amazing. It's like free audio books and, um, you know, Kindle eBooks or whatever. Um, there's another one for like magazines. So you can get like, you know, what magazine you're into. Like, yeah, I forget. Uh, I'll send it to you. I forget the name. You think you can get handyman magazine on there? Oh, probably. You can get any. That sounds kind of dirty, but <laughs> maybe maybe <laughs> not the dirty. Hustler and shit at the photo. <laughs> no, yeah. Popular mechanics. I don't know. Whatever you're into. Yeah, okay. it's awesome. And so, yeah, I was I was I was doing that. And then, um, yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. But yeah, totally. No, that rules that with the whole free access to information. Yeah. Pretty fucking killer. I did not know you get magazines. I bet I brought up Handyman mm-hmm. because uh my a dear friend of mine, his uh, 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 in-laws or soon-to-be in-laws got him a subscription to Handyman because they just mm-hmm. you know gotten a new house. And we we're laughing whether or not it was like kind of passive-aggressive, but in reality, it's pretty probably a pretty fucking sick gift. You know, you're building yeah. shit, and everybody's been at home in the pandemic just doing all kinds of stuff. I talked to a friend of mine yesterday. He said one of the uh, biggest kickstarters for him this year was that he's been staring at these blinds in his apartment for. So long, and they've just been broken for months, and they mm-hmm. finally did got the wherewithal to go fix them in like 15 minutes and felt way better about his life. Totally. See, so that basically can sum up my – I've kind of always been a little averse to like the New Year's resolution thing yeah. and, and New Year, New Me. Like I don't know. I have my own – we can talk about that for a – that could be a whole other oh, we're podcast. Good. But yeah, I mean – but that that kind of sums up what I've been trying to like the past week or so uh, boil down in, in, in my own – kind of resolution is that is I, anything that I see yeah, around the house or been meaning to do, just do it. And it's been pretty, pretty like uh, I've seen a crazy change and just how much better I feel instead of like making a list of all these things to do, just like, yeah, sure. Write it down, but then just go do it. <laughs> Cause otherwise yeah. it's just going to like sit on this list. And so the camera thing, like getting into film and, and that stuff was, was a big one and just, you know, physical stuff around the house doing like what you said, if fixing something, you know, that that's been, we've had this cabinet thing broken for a while. So I got a screwdriver and I fixed it and it literally took 12 seconds. <laughs> See, it's shit like that, dude. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. That's so funny. Uh, speaking of getting into the film stuff, I wanted to say to anybody who's listening, um, if you know a lot about film or you have any ideas that you're thinking while you hear us say this, please email me, Tom at futurefriday.net. We are trying to learn as much as we could and you know, we're writing songs on our own and working on shit and working on the Patreon, but that's another thing besides the just fix it thing I'm learning is that when people email me, I just fucking email them back. Unless they ask for something. You ever notice how many fucking side note, you ever notice how many fucking people ask us to like do Things for their birthday or send videos or be an acoustic song for their wife's fucking uh, anniversary. And I think that's really awesome. And I do a lot of those. But we get so many fucking people who do that. And then when we say, like, if we're like, hey, sorry, we get a lot of these. I don't have time, you know, to, to be able to do this one this time or, you know, whatever. And they come back and like, oh, you realize that they were just trying to get back their partner. They clearly <laughs> fucked up and made them break up with them. Like, well, it happens so often. It happened three times in the last couple of weeks on Twitter. Somebody was like, hey, can you do this for, you know, one girl's like, yeah, I'm, I fucked up. My boyfriend, he's your favorite band. I'm, I'm trying to get him back. And I'm just like. No. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, you I don't know what you did. <laughs> totally. Yeah, I guess we got you got to be careful with that stuff. Um, 
nine times out of 10, it's coming from a good place, but yeah, there's, you gotta, you gotta watch. Like we don't want to be accessories to, Oh uh, yeah, totally. Some dude fucking like is just a scumbag and cheats on his girlfriend. And then we're like playing her favorite song over. Yeah. Fuck that. (laughs) Yeah, totally. (laughs) But yeah. So with that, what we were talking about, the, the changes of, of the January, I think it's a useful tool. Clearly, as we've seen a couple of days ago, the uh, uh, events that happen within a year, this case 2020, don't just, you know, those the, the consequences of those actions don't just change the outcomes that we, we see coming. And, you know, it's all constantly evolving. And January 1st is just a date that is chosen somewhat arbitrarily, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think it's useful to think of the new year as a play, as a time to experiment with self-change. You know, what, what? you got anything planned up? I love, I fucking love New Year's resolutions so much. I don't always stick with them, but. Yeah, you actually texted me. I think it was like January 2nd or something. It was like, what's your New Year's resolution? And it, it's funny because I I didn't really think about it as such a strict thing that I would just write down or whatever, but I had ideas of what was just going on in my life around that time, you know, like a week ago and uh, what, what I was trying to accomplish. And that just became that that became the the resolution you know and yeah. and you know i think it's just like you said it's it's tough because you know literally the the calendar date changes and everything is kind of the same but you can kind of just make it what you want to make it if you if you want it if you and also what your expectations are if you're expecting yeah. this big global uh, or personal change just because you know, the clock strikes 12 you know that that's not really realistic and i don't think anybody probably thinks that but but and that's the most you know one one, on one end the most rigid way to look at it but on the other end i think it's like just make it what you want and and also for me set realistic goals you know um one hard thing that i've seen myself doing especially this past year is uh in the beginnings of this and like last year and everything is like set these huge goals like at, at the end of this year i want to be this or i want to have this or whatever and it was always a little grand you know and and sure you know i think it's just it's a good time for myself anyway to to break it down to what can i realistically accomplish in this time and you know, it doesn't mean limiting yourself, but just take a look at what you, you know, you don't want to set yourself up for any sort of failure or. I think that's the point there. Yeah. You know, and yeah, I mean that, so that's kind of where I'm at. That's why I've probably been so kind of um, on the fence with it is because I don't want to say, all right, this year I'm going to like run 10 miles a day and then a week (laughs) into it, not, you know, then you're just, then you're, 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 you're bummed, you know, you're, you're, you're coming down on yourself and everything. And that's not, that's so counterproductive to, you know, what, what it should be. So just take it for what you think it means, you know, what, what does it mean to you and, and, and do that. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. I think sometimes for myself, at least I'll set up an absurd goal, uh, inside deep down. That's my dream of who I want to be, but I might even set the goal because then it's easy to be like, oh, well, of course I didn't accomplish that because it was so hard. So that's okay. And it is okay to, to not do, you know, it's okay to be you, I think is the, is the goal of every, of anybody who has that kind of like uh, drive and lack of accepting themselves in this regard of being like the, the want to improve, you know, everybody should want to improve their entire life. That should be in my opinion, a, a goal of moving forward. You should always want to be better for you, your community, your family, all that shit. But in that mindset, it gets very easily and very quickly. You can be like, well, 
you know, I'm not good enough. Fuck me. I can't do these kinds of things, especially when it comes to some of the stereotypical ones that are, are, are can be di- very mentally dangerous. Stereotypical resolutions like I need to lose X amount of weight and stuff like that or like the image of yourself can really I really fuck with people's heads, especially a lot of women. Like a lot of my uh, uh, sisters I've watched growing up have struggled with this and, and all partners I've had and friends. It's just like that expectation around this time and the way that they're marketed to <laughs> relentlessly probably on mm-hmm. social media jesus christ is just uh you know that's it you could be set up for failure and i think it's important like you're saying to kind of uh manage those expectations yeah i mean start small you know actually obviously have huge um huge goals because shoot for the fucking star yeah, man why course, the hell not you got one life I think maybe that like maybe I didn't get that clear uh, enough across, but yeah, obviously have huge goals, but just just start small. Like just take the first small step to do it, and then the next step, and then obviously it will, you know, it, it will be not as daunting. And and yeah, second, I mean, when you're setting yourself up for some kind of like I need to change something physically or or even mentally, it's kind of the the tricky part about that is on the other end you're kind of just telling yourself that that part of you isn't good enough you know yeah. like if i'm trying to change my weight or whatever it is it's like then you're saying that your current situation in that department isn't good enough and yeah fuck that you know and it's yeah. not even your fault it's not even anyone's fault it's it's obviously yeah it can be the way it's marketed toward you or um you know if you don't have this peloton then good luck losing weight asshole you know because it's like you know i don't know and and i mean that's an extreme example but but yeah like yeah, can you can we change that to their to their marketing uh, i wish they made a commercial for that it was like peloton shows like you know some uh uh alpha executive looking lady with her t- ponytail pulled back just like digging in on the bike and underneath mm-hmm. it says good luck losing weight without us asshole yeah i mean honestly honestly <laughs> i would back like corporations and all these fucking like uh ads for all these kind of hip things so much more if they would just <laughs> go to the point like oh, just get right to what they're trying yeah. to say yeah coca-cola like your teeth are gonna fall out of your fucking head but hey it's pretty good right i mean yeah. once in a while but, hey coca-cola if that, were the, if that were the thing that they would say then yeah hey coca-cola we will buy your country's debt and force you to buy our products in mass. We will hire a Bolivian hit squad to murder our opposition. But Black Lives Matter in America. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> You're not going to walk past this red can. You're grab Fucking, it. You know you are. Yeah, 2020. We can talk about it forever. The uh, age of of like woke corporatist uh, advertising is fucking disgusting. I hate it so much. But you know, it's also hilarious. Mm-hmm. I've been having a really hard time watching commercials. I actually like do crazy. I catch myself doing crazy shit. Like if I'm watching TV that has commercials, which thankfully with streaming and all that isn't so much the case, but if, sure. if it happens, I'll mute the commercials until I like, you know, and put it back on the sound back on when they're done. Like I, I really just can't even listen to commercials anymore. I haven't Dude, like, I said that, that out loud. I can't stand commercials. Um, I was running and I have like Pandora on and uh, there's ads cause I'm not going to pay for Pandora. I already pay for Spotify and they don't pay us shit. So <laughs> fuck them. <laughs> but I, uh, I, I will silence it until the commercial's over. Cause like the last thing I'm doing while I'm running after hearing like an awesome like Manchester Orchestra song is hear about how I need, uh, you know, a new Lexus, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> fuck you. Um, anyway. That's the one I never understood. The, uh, gore, like, not, I was called them gourmet cars, luxury car commercials. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember watching TV 
and seeing like a Lexus commercial where they come outside and the the, the somehow the uh, the the wife or the husband bought a Lexus for the other one and they didn't know and yeah. it's wrapped in a bow and you're like, you're like who who's watching this fucking dumbass show at four thirty in the in the afternoon can afford to buy a Lexus without their partner knowing and yeah. just give it to them like where is the target market here it doesn't even make sense. It made me really happy. Actually, SNL in the last couple of weeks had an, uh, a skit about that where it's like the husband comes out and it's like, here's a new, you know, Lexus uh, SUV. And the, and the wife's like, you bought a fucking Lexus without talking to me? <laughs> That's then, really funny. Like his neighbor comes in. And, I don't know. It's, it's really, it was really good. Made me feel really uh, justified about my feelings toward it. Hell yeah. Uh, so back on the, the um, resolutions, what were, what do you got? We got going on. Uh, well, the, the one was just to learn film and stuff, you know, like just oh, learn, yeah. finally learn what all the numbers on the screen of a camera actually mean. You know, I open a camera and I'm like, I don't understand any of this. Um, and then do more with it, with our, with our band through the Patreon, um, like trying to film more things and edit more things and, um, just learn that. I'm just trying to learn, dive into that and learn more. Um, the other is just like, I'm kind of going through this thing now through my own stuff and stuff in the house of just getting rid of shit, but not like in a compulsive get rid of shit thing. Like I used to kind of find myself doing, it's more like, I'm only going to keep the things around me that I, that make me happy. You know, like you said about your, was it your cousin or someone with the, the blinds? If something is on a bookshelf that every time I look at it gives me a memory of something that I don't like care about or or, or even just doesn't do anything for me, I'm just like, I, I don't know why that's there taking up space. So I've been kind of going through that. Um, like Kaylee and I have been doing a lot of stuff with the house and like kind of updating things. I'm trying yeah. not to buy uh, a lot of new shit. Obviously, I bought a camera, but that was kind of like an upgrade, a life upgrade for me. So I'm trying to just... <laughs> keep it to upgrading, not just buying shit and just being really as intentional as I can be with, uh, with that kind of stuff and just making sure that everything is, I'm going to be 35 in a couple of weeks. And I think it's screwing with my head. <laughs> like, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like getting to that point where like, it's, it's kind of like, if not now, then when kind of shit, you know? So sure, yeah. that's kind of, you know what? That's it. That's my motto right there. That, that sums it up. If not now, when, you know, if not, that's if pretty I'm not going to fi- find time to, uh, learn about this film shit, then when am I going to do it? You know, if I'm not going to throw away that thing that I don't even want, or that reminds me of somebody that's not in my life anymore for good or bad. And then, you know, get rid of it, you know, just, just stuff like that. Yeah, totally. I back the, sh- the hell out of that so hard. Um, I think that's Thanks, really Tom. important and awesome. What You're about right. you? What do you, what do you got going on? Oh, I thought you'd never ask. Just kidding. I, I figured you were going to ask cause we're, we're recording this conversation. Yeah, uh, I gotta, I gotta ask. Yeah, we got to, to to keep a theme. I uh, so I've got a couple. the The main one that is tangible is going to be uh, doing a podcast a week. So I'm going to put out one of these every single week. Nice. Um, which we should also talk about the one that you and I are doing together, for Patreon. Yeah, we'll get there me. in a sec. But yeah, yeah I'm going to yeah. put out one of these a week, and if I miss a week, I will put out two the next week. Uh, I'm just going to try to do that as an experiment for 52 weeks, and if it I don't like it at the end. Then I don't have to do it anymore. But I figure of all the years that I'm alive on the planet, why not just uh, uh, spend one of them doing this as an experiment? And then the other ones, uh, the main other one is that I'm going to do a series of little experiments and write them down. So it's not necessarily a resolution as it is an actual plan. But I'm going to try 
uh, you know, different diets, maybe some different physical activities. I'm going to try different approaches to writing. I'm going to try to watch or read or trying to change habits and then just see what I like. And if that's the thing is there's so many times, like you mentioned before, you'll see something on the on a shelf or see something you haven't taken care of or, or whatever it is or, or a person. Maybe you get a text from a person and you're like, it makes you not feel good when you see the text, but then you just text them back because you feel obligated or, or whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. In that same vein, I'm like, so many of my mental space is occupied by well, what, if I only did this, it would be that. If I only did this, it would be that. So I think I'm going to try a series of small ones where I see if I actually like something, and then if I don't, bye. Bye, motherfucker. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, I definitely – I think that um, – wait, I kind of lost my train of thought there. Um, anyway, never mind. But about killing <laughs> people it. that you pretend to like, I think is yeah. what you're at, about murdering murder. them. Getting yeah. better at murder. Yeah, not just uh, being like, you know what would be wild as hell would be to text someone and tell them you feel that way. I mean, that, <laughs> could, call be, them. that could be step two <laughs> if your first experiment doesn't work. Then yeah. you just take the brash approach. Totally. <laughs> I feel like I've done similar things before. If somebody crosses the line, you know, mm-hmm. somebody's like, if they don't take the hint, which, you know, is it their fault if they just yeah. don't have the social skills to realize that? See, I don't That's have it in me to be as direct. I, I just do it in roundabout ways <laughs> and very uh <laughs> subtle it. subtly hateful ways no, no man know. people have actually called me psychotic for this but i have i've had my I, this was like a a i think it was an, i'm gonna say it for the story that it was a new year's resolution two years ago mm-hmm. um i keep my read receipts on on my text messages my i messages whatever so people can tell whether or not i've seen that they've texted me so at that at first i did it because it forced me to respond to anyone if someone said something that i didn't find uncomfortable i had to you know uh uh get a hold of myself be stoic and respond to them no matter what it was or what they were saying um yeah so that was kind of a big deal and that kind of pushed me into the realm of of managing that bullshit somebody it's funny because i remember um seeing that for the first time a few years ago i sent a text and then it said red or whatever and i was with someone at the time i'm not gonna say who it was because i don't want (laughs) to throw him under the bus but i asked him i was like dude have you like what is this and i showed him and he was like oh yeah only psychopaths do that and i was like <laughs> i was like wait psycho like how is that psychopathic to do yeah, that no, I don't really a lot of people told me but yeah because it removes your ability to be, to like just emotionally avoid something yeah, or you know many yeah. you know not just emotionally avoiding but if somebody texts you and you're like how the fuck you know i don't need to text you back or i well how i don't i barely know you or whatever the fuck um, you could just leave it and they don't know whether or not you saw it kind of thing. You right. Know? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I guess it makes sense. Yeah. yeah it's, it can be annoying. There's two times where it's been really bad. Actually, one time where it's been really bad. Uh, but first, the annoying time is when someone, like, if you don't have time to text them back, you then have to be like, I don't have time. I will text you back soon, mm-hmm. uh, which is annoying. But the other one is if you use iMessage on the computer and you have read, you know how sometimes when you're using it on the computer and on your phone, uh, so basically if you're an Android user, you could have um, iMessage, Apple's native messaging thing, uh, which is like concurrent. It, it lays out in the same program app that you would use for SMS text messages. Mm-hmm. Um, you can use it on your laptop by signing into your to your iTunes account or whatever. So going back and forth between phone and iTunes, sometimes messages just kind of fall 
in between and you don't see them, but it shows that the person had read it and someone sent me, someone went out on a limb on their own to send me a very vulnerable, uh, emotional text the other day and I missed it and it clearly said red for a long oh, time. Shit. And I felt, yeah, I had to give them a call. I felt really bad about that. Yeah. See, that's probably the only reason I, well, maybe not the only, I don't know. I just, I would feel <laughs> that would, that would mess with me if I was, I would feel very, very guilty about that. I couldn't take the chance of that happening. So God. So there's a lot of people out there doing um, dry January. Yeah. Are you? Yeah. Well, I even I quit drinking, quote unquote, quit uh, a couple weeks ago. So I'd done an mm-hmm. episode with Nick um, Harris on the podcast, and I had done a 90 day challenge with Roger that ended up being like 110 days or something. He he kept it going, so he has a not drank alcohol for 600 or so days or two years longer. He's for a really long time, mm-hmm. uh, two years, not two days. But my friend, uh, my, my friend Rohit, who was one of a couple people who hit me up after the Nick Harris thing and said that they were inspired to quit themselves or take take a 90 day break themselves and just kept it going and have found it was he was like text me yesterday. I was like, yeah, it's been 600 days, which has been pretty fucking crazy. Yeah, that, that's uh, so, awesome. Yeah. So since I had done it again, I had started I'd quit that long period of not drinking when we put out Hello Exile. Mm-hmm. We drank that champagne. Um, that they talked about in all the early 2000s rap songs. Um, uh, Dom Perignon. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think that's, yeah, or Crystal. One of the, whatever one is cheaper <laughs> is the one that I got. It was like $200 or something from uh, the state store. That's mm-hmm. right, we have state stores in Pennsylvania to get liquor. But then after that, the full year ensued of, or for almost two years ensued of me, no, a year, quitting and starting again and then mm-hmm. uh, about a month ago i was like i'm gonna indefinitely stop again because of the pandemic and interestingly all of my favorite drinking pals including you all quit within the last couple of months as well which is you know definitely bizarre but feels good man. yeah i mean it, I, it's a great time to do it if you're thinking about doing it i mean you can't go to bars the, the, the temptation <laughs> i mean i guess you can in some places but the temptation is a lot i would feel like it's a lot lower i haven't been drinking for over a year now so i don't that's not on my radar as much anymore so i don't really know what is going on in the world in terms of social drinking but um everyone is getting wasted and then talking to each other online that's the yeah alcohol consumption is so much higher than it was at this time last year i guess it doesn't surprise me but yeah i mean but how do you feel since you've been since you've been off now for a little I feel incredible. I mean, there's no other way for me to describe it. I feel absolutely, uh, well, I mean, you know, it's regular life. So you have your shit days and you have your demons that try to creep out through your mm-hmm. mouth to the people that you love. That but, you can't uh, silence. That you can't silence. Yeah, that one that, those are the ones that talk to you while you're trying to fall asleep and say things and bring up things that happened or didn't even happen or might happen, but probably won't happen. That those yeah. ones are still there here and there, but they're not. It's not anything like while drinking. Uh, I'm a person that goes hard with a lot of things in life, as we as we all are uh, in this band, in our crew, and our friends at least. Uh, and I, my life is just so much better from not drinking. Um, everybody's different, obviously, and everyone has a, an approach and an opinion, which is funny. Like uh, some people are really into the like almost religious aspect of alcohol, as if it's like a sacrament that is a demon incarnate that you know, has these spiritual powers or whatever. Some people are just like, ah, I never drank in the first place, mm-hmm. which is actually the majority of people <laughs> who didn't yeah. have like a alcohol problem to begin with. But, uh, you know, looking at the amount, honestly, of how much you consume and then comparing it to the consumption rates of the rest of the population, 
Um, first of all, the places like the United States, Canada, Australia, Great Britain, the rates at which they consume alcohol are enormously high compared to, to most other places in the world. Um, but then looking at how you stand, this is all just for me personally, looking how I stand to the rest of the population here in the United States, I was just like, oh shit, I'm in like the 97th percentile bracket because mm-hmm. I drink two six packs a week or whatever. The, don't quote me. Um, yeah, that was like a big kind of putting it into perspective, but then you just have to look at what is good for you, each person. What's good for me is to not be hungover. It is to not um, gamify the consumption of alcohol and that. Like, I, all right, well, I did all the stuff that I said I was going to do today, so I'm going to get fucking wasted and watch YouTube videos until 2 a.m. and then wake up upset and not be excited about anything that's going to happen that day. Yeah. So. It's like you said, it's, and that's so true. It's definitely, um, person to person and whatever works for you. I mean, and that was a big realization for me too. When I, when I stopped was putting into perspective. I remember when I started to really note, like, cause you know, we, we, so much of our lives, I think too, is, is lived in a bubble of what we do. We travel so much. We are always together traveling and we, we kind of play off of each other in a lot of ways. And what's acceptable is what's happening around us, you know? So we frame it that way and what we see. And I remember so many times just toward the end there of not drinking where I was starting to realize um, how how much different our, you know, lifestyle was and, and how much uh, consumption was so different from the normal persons. Like when you see those studies and it's like, the FDA, oh, I don't know who, what organization would say this, but they're like, you know, three to five drinks a week is like where you should be. And anything more than like six, you're like an alcoholic or whatever, whatever yeah. that study what, is. Whatever you know? the measure is. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, holy shit. Then that makes me like a, I don't even know what that makes me like a, <laughs> a, a marathon drinker, like an ultimate, an ultimate marathon drink. I don't even know. So yeah, yeah, framing it into those ways, I was just like, oh shit. Okay. Um, so yeah, yeah. Uh, it's definitely person to person though. Totally, yeah. And the the ways that we frame it societally, especially, I mean, look, half our you know, we sing about alcohol. It's been a central focus of our our lives and art and you know, when people come to see us play, it's a party. And I'm totally down with that. Uh uh, uh to an extent. I do think it's really fucked up that, you know, if you look at like the amount let's say let's put it in money terms. So we, we put bring a thousand people to a show, we get paid X, the promoter gets paid Y. But the real money changing hands that night is the fucking Z alcohol sales. You know, it's 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 just a weird, bizarre kind of uh, relationship to have. And I'm, I'm the guy from the Thermals, or one of the people in the Thermals, had written about why they were quitting touring, and a lot of it had to do with the 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 like you know the 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 fire worship of the alcohol and the way that it played a central role. Like we get to a show and they're feeding us beer when we get there. They're like, all right, keep them drunk and happy. I'm like, okay, we're drunk and happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's just, that's, it, that part's kind of weird. Definitely. I mean, that's a pretty, uh, pretty admirable thing on their end to, you know, have that be, I never thought about it that way until you brought that up to be honest. So yeah, that's, uh, yeah. that's, that's definitely crazy. I would love to see the, uh, the bar, um, sales. I, I used to bartend at a, at a brewery here in Philadelphia for a little bit and, you know, just knowing what kind of bar, what you make in a night, what a what a place makes in a night. Yeah, and that was a place that wasn't even serving like mixed drinks and shit. So I totally. can't imagine like say we play you know Union Transfer and a thousand people are there, and to see what 
I mean, especially our crowd. I feel like yeah, it, yeah. That's see, the thing. Is it is our like our crowd drinks. You know, a lot of, yeah. a lot of shows. Because I was talking to Scott about it. Scott, our tour manager, who also books booked and will book shows in uh, uh, in Michigan. He's like the Michigan King. He showed me some bar numbers. Um, you know, and ours are I forget what they are exactly. I wish I could just share them because it'd be so fun and interesting. But ours are are high on the higher end of like people us you know bands like us and Lucero and and kind of like that that drinking crowd shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do remember when we were doing a holiday show that we did uh, annually in Scranton. We took the year off last year. I wish we didn't because we couldn't do it this year. Um, fuck bullshit, total bullshit. bullshit. But uh, I remember trying to pitch them to let us use the hall for the show, which we do the biggest fucking thing that they have there every goddamn year and they always gave a shit side note but i was trying to get our alcohol numbers from some of our similarly sized shows so i hit up uh tim our manager and phil our booking agent and they were like all right we'll ask and then they asked and they just no one gave me the numbers from any of the shows that were that size of alcohol because i wanted to show it to the venue because we were booking the show ourselves and i was like hey listen we're this is not you're not going to make a hundred dollars in beer we're going to sell this much alcohol so you're going to make a lot of money from the show uh even though it's a charity event it was just weird because they don't want they, they play all that close to the chest yeah, yeah, I would, I would. That's that's when we start touring again. We'll make that sneak yeah. that into the contract every night. You have to provide <laughs> us with the alcohol sales just for our. Yeah, you have to come in research. with a a Bernie Sanders sized flip chart and stand there and justify it. Yeah, which I don't know. We could also. I just wanted to put the end caveat here that I could also just be completely talking about my ass. And if Scott's listening, to this might be like banging his his fist on the on the dashboard. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. If you're not a uh, uh, alcohol sales rep and you have anything to <laughs> contribute to inform us, we're down yeah, to hear it. Exactly. But for everybody who is doing Dry January, uh, Beth Ann, my fiance, is and Power to you. It's a lot of fun. I think it's a great experiment uh, to see whether or not you like it, or at least it's a fun challenge. You know, definitely. I, I, um, I, you know. I get like these emails because there's this one like non-alcoholic beer that I really like. And it's so funny how I'll get like a six pack of this, this company that's not, this is not a sponsor. They can sponsor me. I would yeah, be totally into it. But oh, athletic, yeah. athletic brewing company, they're fucking awesome. They t- taste really good. And you know, it's, it, it's, so I'll get like a six pack. It'll last me, you know, a month and a half or something, you know, I have <laughs> one once in a while, but I get these emails from them that it's just like dry January. And I forgot that that was like a thing. Yeah. Um, and it's definitely cool. I think especially after that, like negative space of the holiday season between like Christmas Eve and New Year's, where like you know, right now it's different, but everybody's off of work and, you know, nobody really has much to do. You're kind of just like in that limbo of the end of the year. Uh, and it's, it's like this dead zone. Um, I mean, that's a time to go hard. I mean, I know I always did. I always, you know, would, would, that's like, you're going out to bars, your friends are in town or you're going home for things and seeing relatives and, you know, you're just partying a lot and drinking. And it's like, it's funny to think about, I, I totally back that because yeah, then January to take that breath and just be like, okay, total restart. Um, yeah, it can be, it can be great. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I mean, I feel like people have been getting fucked up in the middle of fields on every continent near the, near the equinox for thousands and thousands of years. Could be wrong, but I just want to picture that. Uh, so yeah, totally. Even this year when I wasn't drinking and I didn't go anywhere, literally went nowhere, uh, I still felt like shit afterwards just from how many, how hard we went eating like cheese plates and bullshit like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd love to hear, um, 
you know, I, I, I think throughout the year I was kind of like hinting at this. We have a big group text with our band and, and crew and everybody. And I'm always just like, so what's everyone drinking tonight? How hard is everyone? Like, I'm honestly <laughs> very interested in this whole time of that because I'm so much on the other side of it now. And, uh, I don't know, you know, I don't know anybody's like habits. And obviously I also too want to make sure everybody's like doing well with it. You know, I, I yeah, want to make yeah. sure nobody's like going too hard or whatever, but not that it's completely my business, but of course you have friends and people you want to make sure. Um, but I, it, 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 it fascinates me now. Like I want to know, I want to know, like, you know, if somebody, if a friend sends me like a picture of like a drink they have and I'm just like, how many is that? How many have you been at? You know, I'm just like, I don't know. And I'm not, it's not coming from a judgmental place whatsoever. I'm just like so curious. And partially like nostalgic. You're just like, yeah, you know, at least I could, I would imagine it would be at least partially nostalgic because you're like, yeah, because you remember how part that, you know, you would know better than me, but the, the, what that meant for you at times. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, I'm not going to lie either. I'm a little like, I get like excited about it too. You know, I want to like talk about it and be like, you know, it's not so much a fear of missing out, but like, yeah, like you said, like a nostalgic thing, like, oh yeah, that Christmas Eve beers with the fam. Like, yeah, but that sounds like fun, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Oh yeah. And I'm not going to be doing any joking. The longest I'd want, you know, was that one time. And I will say that drinking, uh, you know, four citywide—it's like eight drinks in total—and getting into some trouble is a lot more exciting than pretty much anything you're going to do that's not <laughs> that does not do that. At least for me. But I mean, there's just—it's it, not a true like meaningful uh, excitement. In one hand, maybe you can make the argument that it is, but just the detriment that happens during after is just this is not not a thing. You know, it doesn't 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 work that way. The consequence doesn't disappear yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. definitely. Man. Fucking wild drinking, huh? <laughs> drinking. I'm gonna have a nice cold NA after this. Yeah, I just drank a Lagunitas hop water. Oh, those Another are people, so good. if you want to sponsor the show, shit's fucking delicious. Um, it's really good. It's like citrusy. They make a sparkling water that has like a hoppy taste to it. It's really mm-hmm. cool. That is really good. I like the way that a lot of the places market. They like they'll show people like running and then chug in <laughs> one of those. And I'm just yeah, like, they always say it's like, uh, I saw one and I was looking up different hot waters the other day and they were marketing it as like before, during, or after the gym. <laughs> yeah, like imagine seeing, going to the gym and seeing a guy like tank an NA down. Yeah, I'd be like, that guy's got eight days until yeah. he's back <laughs> sleeping outside the bar. Yeah, that's. I would be a little concerned for that person. Hell yeah. I'm so excited to uh, for people to hear the podcast that we do for the Patreon. So it's called Telling Lies. Uh, we, the first guest we have is Brandon Kelly, which is super exciting. Fucking love that guy. He's someone I look up to uh, as a human and as an artist and as a thinker so much. And it was really, really fun to talk to him. Uh, we did come up with a new format that we we didn't have when we recorded Brendan, uh, which I'm really excited to share. But yeah, the one that we did with Brendan is so much fun. I'm so excited to, to, to keep on rolling with this. Definitely. And that's the coolest part about this whole pop process for Patreon too is that we it's it's constantly kind of shifting and taking different forms and we're we're learning you know we're we're learning how to be like content creators now uh, yeah uh, for lack uh, of a better term with all that yeah. weighted weighted name I, I don't even know what that means anymore but uh but really <laughs> you know it's it's taking on that different role so we don't we're we're learning too is basically my point and so yeah we came up with like a new format that we're not going to tell you about you have to subscribe and see 
I was trying to click through it to get the actual things up while you were yeah, we while you were saying that, that, so I could seem really cool. <laughs> we could tell. Uh, okay. Yeah, I'm gonna grab. But yeah, I'm so, super excited to make all this stuff. I, the music videos that we made are fun as hell. So we did the the, the first one with uh, with old Greg uh, playing two songs, and you edited it together, and I shot it on two Fujis, uh, my my favorite little cameras. Um, and that was really fun. But then we immediately, while we were there, we were like, oh shit, we can really up this and make like miniature music videos. So I'm really fucking excited for what we're going to do next month, which is going to be super cool. Definitely. And I think it's important to, to mention too, like in the beginning, we, we fired this up and then we realized that a lot of people don't even really know what Patreon is. And I, I didn't know what Patreon was until, you know, halfway through this, this past year or whatever, you know, it wasn't really on my radar. Um, and so just learning how you know people interact like when you post something you can comment on it and we have this discord server that people can go on and just um talk to each other i've been seeing on there like people are making friends with each other that don't know each other just yeah the, it's crazy the, the shared love of like our band i guess and just you know and, and being a part of this now this like new community and finding each other and it's just really cool so i'm excited to learn with everybody and i think it's important to mention too, we're doing this completely ourselves. Like every yeah. part of this you see, we creatively are doing ourselves. You know, you guys are sitting down with guitars doing this. We're all hopping on together on a, a Zoom or whatever to talk about our songs, the four of us. And, you know, we're shooting these things. We're editing these things. We're we're coming up with all of it. Um, and so that is really cool to you know just to know now if i go to someone's patreon and i'm like oh i want to go on that band's patreon like i kind of understand it more because we are in it doing it so it makes me appreciate it that much more yeah absolutely man i follow uh dear do you have any are you subscribed to any patreons not currently but i'm actually uh like looking into a bunch that i i want to um maybe follow yeah so i have like a, a saved list that i'm going through and just I don't know. I just haven't really just been, I've just been lazy, honestly. I just haven't really done it yet, but yeah. How about Hell yeah. you? You got it. Yeah. Oh, I got, I got a couple. I'm actually pulling up the list right now so I can make sure that I don't get it wrong, but I follow Roger Harvey who launched one. He just launched it. Uh, it's asked me to verify my device. I can't be getting into this right now while we're talking. Uh, I follow a, like uh, a photographer, uh, like a YouTube photographer. I follow another uh, photographer who shoots mostly, um, they shoot like Shibari kind of like bondage photos that I really like. Um, and that's really fucking cool. And I follow Duncan Trussell, my, my favorite comedian. He has oh, yeah. a Patreon. His Discord is the craziest fucking place I've ever seen in my entire life. It's just all like. Is it like a, a bar in space? Like it's what I, like what a I bar picture, in space. <laughs> like, like, like the, the Star Wars cantina. Yeah, it is like a commune in space that has a bar at it, and it is like the canteen. <laughs> yeah, there's like there's so many crazy channels on that thing, full of like wild ass people. I I, I love that one, yeah. and I also follow another comedian. Yeah, it's it's been it's been oh, and I follow uh, a mycologist, uh, a YouTuber that shows you how to do like um, some kind of microbiology and stuff with grown gourmet mushrooms like. Uh, oyster, blue oysters, and shit like that, and finding uh, how to find certain uh, mushrooms out in the wild and take prints from them and stuff like that. So I follow them, and it's pretty cool. You know, it got kind of expensive at one point, so I jumped down a bit or like changed some that I wasn't following. But in the end, it's like it cost me about forty dollars a month to follow all of them, 
And to me, it's really worth it. It's like better than cable. <laughs> it's like a book subscription and to know that they're they're doing well. And to also, like as you mentioned before, the part of being able to jump into their discords uh, or even just talk in the comments and be able to talk to other people in those communities is really, really cool. Yeah, I honestly back anything these days, as, as old man as that sounds, where it, it, that is a, makes anything like this a little more digestible. You know, you can go on like sure. – Reddit and nothing against any of these platforms I'm naming, but you can go on to any of these other places and you're just like bombarded with, with things. And it's harder to kind of streamline of uh, one topic, you know? So it's like with discord, it's like, like you said, you're on there with people on there because of your shared love for this thing you're following. So that's like the, that's really cool. And to be honest, I feel like kind of a hypocrite saying this, that I don't follow anybody yet, but I, I just, I'm, I don't know where to find it. Like, I guess I, you know, if totally. there's an author I think of that I like, I'll just like search to see if they have a Patreon and take it from there. I think that's where, because um, again, it's like overwhelming to me. It's like opening Spotify. It's like, what do I listen to? I can listen to anything. Oh yeah, in Netflix the world. syndrome. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. How, Netflix, do I, how do I pick? So yeah, that's I think like, that's kind of what I'm going through with Patreon right now. I just have to narrow it down and find things that I enjoy. absolutely. All the ones that I found were from. Uh, people advertising their Patreon on their, on whatever media thing that they do. And I was like, yeah. oh, I'll check what that is. Do-do-do. And yeah, we got to get cool. a, is, is there any good UFO Patreon people that we should be following? You know, Mr. Sprague, Ryan Sprague. Oh who yeah. I'm, 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 I'm going to ask a podcast of his today. Actually, The O'Hara tapes one. Yeah. It's somewhere in the skies podcast. Yeah. It's a great podcast. Yeah. I fucking love that podcast and I'm probably going to subscribe to their Patreon. I don't know what he's offering, you know? We gotta yeah. check and see. Check no, I, I would love to support him. I, I really, uh, actually, gonna ask him to do, you know, this podcast uh, with you and me, or with you yeah. know, whatever. I really, really want to interact with that guy this year. He does some awesome stuff. Cool. Which I, I was hoping we could wrap up a bit, but we can't wrap up without talking about UFOs. We have so, to sneak uh, it in there. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know if anybody listening knows this, but in the omnibus spending bill that included the COVID nineteen aid package there is a 180 day cap that requires the pentagon to do an unclassified report on what they know about ufos which real quick this is as crazy as it sounds right like what like why is this little thing just wedged into this huge covid relief bill you know know more than i do I don't know any of the politics as to why it got squished in there. I imagine it's a lot like the other things that are sometimes called pork or a lot of the reasons that, you know, a lot of the politicking that goes out. Maybe they were like most people, hopefully this is my non-informed guess would be people if they read it, if you even have time to read, you don't have fucking time to read it. The only people who read it are the people who write it. Um, we're just like, oh, OK, yeah, this is n- I don't care about this at all. So just pop that in there. So. We'll see. But it's also the same reason that I think or the same kind of vibe of thinking about Biden being elected and shit like that. I'm like, okay, this fucking fossil from 1980 who surrounded himself with fucking war hawks uh, is better than Trump. You know, don't get me wrong. We need to get that insanity out of there. But like what what fucking promise we're going to build back better? Come on, you know, you fucking jerk off. Like uh, I don't have to see anything that is going to be like as far as what they put out or what they do release in 100 days. But at the same time, 2020 has been one of, has been maybe the craziest year for government uh, acknowledge of programs about UFOs. So who fucking knows? And after 2020, who knows what's going to happen in 2021? I have, you know, anything, I guess. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so there's the, the COVID relief bill and wedged right into it is this thing that basically says within, what, 180 days, six months, that Intel, uh, Intel, government Intel, uh, what, um, 
They have to put out an unclassified report yeah, about like, what they know. So that would be like CIA or like, I don't know, who, what does that it's fall specifically under? Specifically, it, it falls, it's, it's actually, the language is more specific. Uh, I don't know exactly what it is at the moment, but it is, yeah. uh, maybe I'll add it to the front end of the episode. But it is, uh, you know, I think it was that uh, program that Luis Elizano was part of. They have to get their shit together and or whatever and release it. Okay, gotcha. Um, yeah, yeah, so that's that's just the thing. I remember I sent uh, I sent Kaylee a, a text the other night. I was reading her last night, I think it was, and I sent her the article from I think it was the Independent with with that in there. Yeah. And uh, well, first I sent her a text that just said what what was happening. I was like, they put this like little part in this COVID relief bill about how they have to um, disclose information about you know what they have uh, about UFOs and stuff like that. And she's like. She just texted back, what? <laughs> and then so I, I was like, all right, never mind. I'm not going to be able to explain this. So I just sent her the article and she was like, holy shit, what? And yeah. it really is crazy when you read it. It's like, what? You know, and whatever yeah, the is. purpose is for it or, or, you know, the intentions or whatever, it's still kind of wild to see this thing that you, the, and then, you know, see somewhere in there that there's this, you know, clause or whatever you want to call it about UFOs. It's like, how do these two things have anything to do with each other? It's, it's pretty wild. Yeah, dude, it's insane. All right, let's let's wrap her up. But I wanted wrap to it. ask you what your predictions for the year are, and then I'll share mine. My predictions, whatever uh, predictions that you want, trends, oh, uh, what's going to happen, anything. Oh man, I I honestly think I was thinking about this with us as a as a band. You know, once we hopefully this year start touring again. I don't know. It could be like last year when everybody was like, oh yeah, by August we'll just be fucking doing whatever. <laughs> we'll be going to the movies. I don't know, but if so, if we do get back to some sort of state where we can um, gather in large quantities, I think about, um, you know, how that will translate. Like, how will we um, adapt back to it? So I I think that there's going to be a huge amount of people that just keep doing their, uh, you know broadcasting remotely kind of thing because it will have taken such a shape by that point and such a thing that you know i i initially i thought it was all just gonna drop off you know like podcast nobody's gonna have a podcast anymore nobody's gonna do like twitch or any of that stuff but i really am starting to think that it's just going to be more ingrained into um everyday life we're just gonna keep seeing it um because it's already been built up into such a uh a huge thing you know does that make sense make, yeah it makes total sense <laughs> absolutely what about you That's what do really you think happen i think a couple things one i think trench coats are going to come back oh, trench see, coats top yeah. coats long coats you know because and mostly because i've been wearing one for two years now i like got the big old top coat mm-hmm. and i saw one a guy wearing one the other day and just like subconsciously the vibe seems like it's going to come so i think people are going to wear long coats nice fashion see, wise Fashion-wise, I can't think of anything, but that's good. I like that. Yeah, I think uh, I think orgies are gonna come back hard. Orgies, all right. Orgies will be back. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think orgies will. Oh, duh! Because pe- you can't have an orgy people right fucking now. each other. Yeah, yeah, you can't have an orgy right now. I'm like, wait, Apparently, what is it? Orgy? What is this now? Yeah, I think orgies will come back. Uh, we'll have, we'll have some people on. We can. Uh, I'm gonna find some a regular orgy goer and ask them when they. Do you think there'll they... be a spike in like even more than before? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Okay. I'm going to go back and learn about what happened in the 20s and then just copy and paste that on it now. I also think that uh, re- in a bad prediction or a prediction that will be hard for people, I think that retail investing might take a giant dump. Uh, what I mean by that is I think all the people who dove in, so many people got, me, all my friends, so many people got into like uh, Robinhood and some other the like retail investing 
situations and some stuff has just like so bizarrely become so valuable with weird uh, 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 PE ratios and shit like that. And I think that at some point when everyone's vaccinated or a lot of people are vaccinated and the economy doesn't come back, like as far as people having fucking jobs doesn't swing back as heavy as you would expect to it. it my prediction is that, you know, everybody who has a shit ton of money in like fucking Peloton or whatever right now is going to lose a lot of that money. Hmm. Interesting. So that's a bad prediction. Yeah. Yeah. I and think, I think colleges are going to be changed. I think that yeah. a lot, like especially my fiance works for a big university. Uh, I, it's people aren't in them now. I think that I think that the nature of what they are is going to change, uh, especially depending on what maybe Joe Biden will do his administration, if anything, with federal student loan debt. Like I don't know. I think that these colleges need to be fucking um, punished for gouging people with so much money. Not you know that they can't get get away scot free with all of this, but. Um, or at least disincentivize to do it in the future. But I think that people are gonna get more into trades and get more into uh, free education. Like I got I did so much shit on Coursera this year, and I know so many people that took all these online classes, like we were talking about before. And it's gonna become completely acceptable to do that. Uh, and I think that that we're gonna see that kind of shift as well. Yeah, I mean that totally. I haven't thought about that. That makes total sense. I think that kind of parallels um, what I was saying with just yeah, just the new. Uh, like my sister, for example, is in college and she basically had the choice to be like, do you want to take, do you, like she was, she has an apartment at her school. So she just yeah. went back and, but she was just doing remote classes from her apartment. She could have just done sure. that from, from home, you know, from, from like my mom's house or whatever. So yeah, just, I, I, I wonder how that will play out. Like, I wonder if it'll just, because it's already been such a thing that's happening, will it transfer, you know? Yeah, or so somebody, the people who are at home are going to be like, all right, well, I paid this much money to go to the college, but I like being at home. You know, I have no idea how many people like it, but it's cheaper. So I can be at home. I might be able to like save money and not do what all the millennials did, which I don't know if you've ever seen Gen Z people making fun of us on online, but it's funny, dude. It's like, <laughs> make fun <laughs> they're of right. Us. Yeah, they're, well, like, make fun of millennials. They're yeah, like, yeah. oh, look at me. I live in a big city. I can't go anywhere. Uh, my apartment's $5,000, and I just drink wine. And it's like, yeah. I don't know. Well, these kids are just going to college at their parents' house online. And so we'll see what happens with that trend. Yeah, totally. Yeah, man. But all right, Joey. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I can't thank wait to you. record our next uh, Tell em Lies podcast. Yeah. And anytime you want to stop on here, hit me up. Anytime. What are all you right, doing? Yeah, what if, if people... I, uh, <laughs> really what I'm doing? Come on, man. I need this. I don't have, <laughs> I need this. Hell yeah. All right. We can do another one in an hour, but it'll be yes. five minutes. That works. Yeah. Anything. All right. Hell yeah. How, if people want to get in touch with you or, or reach you or, or anything, should they just email me or should they get at you somewhere? Um, don't try. Should I give you your address? Don't try. If yeah. you want to talk to Joe, you can't. You can't. How about that? You can't. I don't know, man. Get in touch with Tom. <laughs> get in touch with me. And I will get you in touch with Joe if I think that you're worthy enough to speak with him. Yeah, properly yeah. vetted, please. Yeah, I'll mention it to him in passing. Yeah. I'll be like, yeah, this guy emailed me. He said something about – he's from Athletic Brewing Company. He said something about <laughs> – Athletic Brewing Company or if you're Dan Harris. You're the only da people yeah, that Dan can get Harris. in touch with me. Yeah, Dan Harris called me with his, his incredible TV voice, and he said that he wanted to uh, – uh, do a new project with you, and I figured you wouldn't be interested, so I just I turned it off. <laughs> it's just Greg. <laughs> gotcha, fucker. Hell yeah. But all right, thank you so much for coming. I love yeah. you to death, and I can't wait love to talk buddy. to you next time. Bye-bye.
All right. Thanks again to my dear friend Joe for coming on. We made a Patreon, like I said before. You can come check it out at patreon.com slash themenzingers. We got some cool videos, all kinds of fun throwback podcasts explaining our songs and behind-the-scenes tour journals, all kinds of cool shit happening in the Discord. There's people sharing pictures of dogs. We've got recipes and uh, all kinds of fun. But yes, so intro song is by Pat Breyer, the great Queen Jesus. You can check him out online. And I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. The Helping Friendly Podcast explores the music and fan experience of fish through interviews and deep dives on shows and tours. For more than 10 years, we've created insightful and fun discussions about our favorite band, and with the help of our guests and thematic series, we're still discovering new angles of appreciation for fish. And when the band is on tour, we provide a review of every show the following day. As one of our listeners said, any fish fans that enjoy meandering conversations and incredible insight on new and old fish shows, this is for you. Highly recommend. It's not just about the band and the shows. It's about the journey getting there. Throughout 2024, we're going to be running down the top 25 fish tours of all time, and that'll be interspersed with show reviews and regular episodes. Join us and check out the Helping Friendly Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is Aaron from No Simple Road. I'm inviting you to come hang out with Apple, Mel, and I as we talk with the musicians, artists, chefs, authors, and beyond from the world that turns us on. We're reaching into the improvisational music scene, the psychedelic culture, the festival world, and getting to know what makes the people tick that create those scenes. Come join us on the long, strange trip over at No Simple Road. 